Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Pull a seat up at the table and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong. And we are so glad you've joined us. Okay, well, we are so excited. We are back again for another podcast, and we are doing our adventure series. Family adventure. That's right, which is so fun because um, you guys got to hear last time about how Karen and I have been traveling a lot this spring with our families, and we thought, you know, summer is coming. Lots of people are on um, school breaks, and they are taking their families on trips and adventures. And so what a great time to have a couple of women come in and share their story, share their experience, give us some advice and talk to us about just how their family adventures. So we are so excited to have Shannon Vistason on our podcast today and welcome Shannon. We're so glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So Shannon does something really cool. She is actually in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign um, that is geared directly towards what we're talking about today, which is family adventure. And Shannon, I actually just watched your two minute Kickstarter (laughs) video and I was like, okay, this is so cool. I wish we would have had this. For our trip, we just um, came off of a trip with our kids to East uh, Southeast Asia. Oh wow! We were on nine different air like flights, um, and so wow. we yeah, I think we ended up being in like five different countries. So I wish <laughs> we would have had it. So tell us about the Littlest Sidekick Outfitters and just a little bit about the company and what you guys are doing and your vision and all of that. We essentially are an interactive children's outdoor apparel line. And uh, my idea was that I wanted to create quality clothing for kids for the outdoors, Um, but the issue was the fact that the costs of the quality apparel, um, it's not too far off than our clothing that we invest in. Um, And that's hard to justify as a parent to purchase because uh, they'll grow out of it within six to 12 months. Right. So um, I built a system called the Thread Trail, and this allows the parent to be able to purchase the outdoor wear, return it within 6 to 12 months, depending on when you purchase it, and you will get a hefty discount towards the next size up. This I'm obsessed with this. Like, while she was watching the Kickstarter campaign video, I was just like, oh my gosh, isn't this amazing? I love that idea of bringing like um, this ethical outdoor wear to our kids, but then also kind of that consignment piece to it. I, yeah. I'm so excited about what you're doing. It's Thank you. And then I wanted crazy. to, um, I wanted to, I wanted them to have an experience with it. So, um, so I, created the idea of kind of like geocaching but with the clothing so Uh each piece of clothing comes with a code its own specific code and then you can go to our website and punch it in and you will actually be able to see the different states and the different adventures that that specific um, garment has been on that's so so 
fun. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with this idea? I mean, just from your son and him growing out um, of things? Yeah, kind of. Well, so, so I was, I'm very big into um, buying quality apparel because, and even if it's, um, it's used, like, so I've, I shop a lot on Patagonia's worn wear site. Um, but when it came to him, they didn't have much options for his size yet. So I was like, why there has to be another way. And then there was nothing really dedicated to just outdoor clothing. So when it came to the fabrics, I stuck with Merino wool just for the simple fact of all the amazing characteristics that it has when you're out in the outdoors. Yeah. So, um, and I love that because I feel like there's so many of my kids clothes that are so cute, but like they go outside and it's, they're not made to really be outside. Like they aren't, right? they're not sturdy enough, you know, they're not like really made to just go like play in. And so I love the fact that this is geared towards not, I mean, you can sit in your house and do a puzzle, but like if you yeah. take them out and you play in them, like that's what they're meant to do. And so they're going to stand up to that kind of, um, of treatment. So, and then you've got this Kickstarter campaign. How's that going? It's, um, it's going good. We're starting off a little slow, but I do have a hefty goal. So, um, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that we hit it. Yeah. And when does it go through? Uh, it goes to June 1st, I think 8am. Okay. And what's the best way for people to find it? Um, If you just go to, you can either go to Kickstarter and go underneath the apparel children's wear, Mm -hmm. we come right up. Um, Or you could head to our website, Littlest Sidekick Outfitters, and it has like three different buttons that will take you to the Kickstarter. Or um, our Instagram, the link in in our bio is the Kickstarter link. And then our Facebook, it's all over our um, Littlest Sidekick Outfitters Facebook page as well. Awesome. And we'll put all the links on our show notes too. So everybody listening can just go to the show notes and we'll have the links for you there. Thank you. So tell us about the pieces. Like I, so just following along on Instagram, um, I think they're kind of like base layers. Is that what you describe them as? Yep. So I wanted to start off small. I have big ideas to, to further the line, but just as the foundation, um, I wanted to create the first layer. So it was base layers and t-shirts and then neck warmers. And then hopefully uh, progress into like mid-weights and heavyweights and then have a complete um, layering system for kids. That's so awesome. We are cheering you on for sure. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so we'll kind of wrap up with some of the, going over the Kickstarter stuff again, but Give us some tips on just adventure that you do with your son and any tips that you have for moms listening to get their kids outside and do some adventure things this summer. Yeah. Um, so we are actually, this year, we have a whole lineup of places that we will be camping. Um, since he, my son just turned three, so before that we were going a lot up north into the cabin. Um, which makes it a lot easier when it comes to little kids and all the stuff that you have to bring with them. Oh, yeah. Um, but this year, we are going to be tent camping, and um, I'm excited for that. But we're, So we're going to be testing it out in our backyard, and then we'll progress yeah. to, like, the closest national park, 
and then we will, or the state park, and then we'll progress as there. We'll, we'll keep getting further and further away from home. Which one are you, so what, what destination are you most excited about? Uh, Traverse City, which is northern Michigan. Um, okay. It's like this cute little beach town that sits on Freshwater Bay, and they have sandy beaches and little shops and ice cream shops, and it's just, it's very outdoorsy town. And you can camp there? Yep, yep. They have a couple campgrounds within um, walking distance of each other. And then they have the Sleepy Bear Dunes, which is um, like this sought-after place to go see uh, for Michigan. It's like the beautiful sandy dunes that go into Lake Michigan itself. Hmm. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. (laughs) We have a tent, like a big old family tent that my parents bought us. Nice. And ask me how many times we've unpacked it and used it. Zero. Really? <laughs> yes. Isn't that so sad? <laughs> and I'm a, so I think a part of that, a big part of that, you know, our littlest is two. And I think yeah. we got it before she was born and like right before she was born. And so, you know, we've just been in the craziness of like small kids yeah. Um, but my husband the other day said, okay, it's time to get the tin out and put it up in the backyard yeah. and, you know, do some camping slash at least, you know, stay out half the night until we all come in halfway through the <laughs> night. But, um, yeah, I, I have big dreams. I think one of my personal family dreams, well, I have lots of them where, when it comes to outside, but I really want to own like a pop-up camper. Oh, my oh, yeah. have one. They do? Yeah. We're going this weekend. You are? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is something I so want. I just think it's the coolest thing. And, of course, I want to totally, like, swag mine out and make it really, like, cute and, like, hip <laughs> and trendy and stuff. But I just love this idea of, like, because the thing for me is sleep, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. where I feel like when it comes to adventures, really anywhere, my number one priority is getting my kids sleep because if they do not sleep well, the whole rest of the trip is like, the, the days are awful. My kids are high, <laughs> they have high sleep needs, right? So like, yeah. if they don't sleep well, it's just bad days and everybody's grumpy. And so we like orient our whole lives around getting them good sleep. And during the day, we'll do like crazy fun adventures. But at night, I mean... I will travel, like when we went to Southeast Asia, we brought, we have these blow up mattresses for the girls and we bring them pretty much everywhere with us because our kids are so used to them. They will Mm -hmm. sleep in them anywhere. And do we carry our own blackout curtains with us? Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) Like we are just like so intense. So anyway. Well, let me tell you. So we took my son, he's four, but last year, like this weekend last year, we took him camping for the first time with my parents and their pop-up. And it was right, um, it's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And they have this beautiful gorge, this little creek right next to our campground. And he was so excited that he was sleeping right next to the water. He didn't get to sleep till like midnight. Oh my God. <laughs> just, and it wasn't one of those times where you got to be like, kid, go to sleep right now. He was just so excited about the experience. that he just sat like my parents were on one side of the camper we're on the other and he's just going mom the water's right there and you just like his excitement is just bubbling over Uh and I can 
hear my parents on the other side just giggling. (laughs) Just just getting to listen to their grandson just have the time of his life. So, Are you guys going back to Hot Springs this weekend? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's going to be so fun. So what, um, so you're going to start out in the backyard. Do you Mm -hmm. have any strategies besides um, just starting in the backyard or? Yeah, give Um, us your best tips. (laughs) Well, he'll probably have to have all his stuffed animals with him. So (laughs) starting out in the backyard will be a lot easier um, for packing wise. And um, the fact that the bathroom's right there. So that's a huge thing. Um, And then, yeah, if it like, if, for some reason it storms so he's afraid of thunderstorms at the moment so yeah if if for some reason it storms we actually can go in the house just until he gets used to it for a while yeah but um if we're all like sleeping in a sleeping bag together he'll fall instantly asleep so i'm not too worried about that (laughs) that's so great (laughs) are there big sleeping bags like that yeah do Um, y'all have like one of the family size sleeping bags no i bought him one um, for Christmas this year and him and I can fit into it, but I was figuring to just put in like combining three sleeping bags together and just oh, making okay. a big bed in the tent. Zipping them all together. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> now, did you grow up going camping and adventure and outdoorsy stuff? So the only way we vacationed when I was younger outside of the random Disney trip to Florida was, um, pop-up tent or pop-up camping with my aunt and uncle that's everywhere we went it was it was cheap for them we crammed it was four of us kids my mom and my aunt and uncle and we'd all cram in this pop-up tent or pop-up camper and we just hit park to park and um, my uncle would run marathons a lot so he for each of his runs we'd all get in the pop-up and we'd we'd camp every and go watch him run and are these like fond memories? Or are you like, yeah. oh my gosh, we all were squished in that pop up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, you don't remember any of the times. I'm sure there were times where my mom was like kicking herself for getting us there and <laughs> yeah. we were crying and stuff. But I don't remember any of it. I remember like playing cards at the card table and goldfish and old maid and roasting marshmallows and catching lightning bugs. <laughs> That's so, so fun. Good memories for me. <laughs> I was just thinking probably a lot of our listeners are right right now are just because I have the same memories. That's exactly what we did. We'd go down to the river. So I imagine all of our <laughs> listeners are like, oh, <laughs> I remember those times. Yeah. <laughs> well, this podcast is going to be coming out um, before Mother's Day. And so, which is coming up like very, very soon. Yeah. Um, and so I would, we'd love to chat for a little bit about, you know, all three of us are moms and I know Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of our listeners who are moms. Um, and we would just love to hear about your mothering journey and like what encouragement would you give to moms that are listening or where, where are you like learning and growing as a mom right now in this season? Just, yeah, kind of reflections on motherhood. Um, that's a good question. Kind of just by the seat of my pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> Aren't we all, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I, I probably talk my mom's ear off often, just saying, like, is this is this normal? Am I going crazy? <laughs> and she uh, she confirms that, no, I'm not going crazy, and every <laughs> child goes through this, and you're right. Or maybe, like, <laughs> yes, 
You are going crazy. <laughs> but everyone goes crazy yeah. when they become a mother. Yeah. So welcome to the club. It's part of the journey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, so it's been interesting because my eldest just turned seven. My second born's about to turn six. And my third born's about to turn three. So we're about to move up, you know. Mm-hmm. But with my two eldest girls, we're really like changing parenting phases. We're coming out of like the toddler preschooler phase and we're like solidly coming into elementary school. And there is like this shift in parenting that has been really precious for me. The little years, you know, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses in parenting. And let me just say that the little years are not my strength. <laughs> they no. are not my forte. <laughs> like some moms, I mean, babies all day long. Right. But once they start crawling, I'm like, okay, um, what what do I do now? You know, yeah. it's just not a strength point for me. And I remember there was a time a couple of years ago where my husband had to be out of the country for 10 days and I was home oh. with a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a six-week-old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was it was insanity. Um, but a dear friend of mine, her, like at that point, her daughter, who was probably about 15, came every single afternoon for like a couple hours of a, of oh, a nice. stretch just to, yeah, just to play with my girls, load my dishwasher. Like she was my saving grace. <laughs> but um, there was a day where... I don't know, one of my kids did something probably completely normal for a four or three-year-old, and I lost it. I got, (laughs) like, you know, that moment as a mom where you're just, like, not being an awesome mom and yelling at your kid, and you can, like, you're, (laughs) you can hear yourself, but you can't stop yourself from derailing. Like, you know you're going off the rails, and you're just watching the wreck happen. So I was having that moment, right? And she... She came over like later that evening to pick her her daughter up and I I felt like I needed to, you know, confess and cleanse my soul by like telling her what I had done wrong. So I was like, her name's Andrea. I said, Andrea, anyway, I was just telling her like I had the worst day today as a mom and I'm feeling so guilty. You know, the mom guilt is piling on like I need to, you know, we're just gonna have to put this towards their savings, like their counseling, (laughs) savings for counseling. (laughs) Like some kids have college funds. We have a counseling fund, which I feel like is going to come in really handy. But anyway, and I was talking to her and I was telling her this and she's got three kids and, and there are different stages, but her kids are awesome. Right. So I really look up to her as a mom and she was just like, oh, Melissa, it's okay. Let me tell you a story. And she told me this story about her and her daughter and a screaming episode. And I think she like had her knee in the middle of like her chest trying to buckle her into the car seat. And she drove to where her husband was like, uh, he was coaching a basketball game and left her daughter sitting in there and went in, in the middle of the game and like walked up to him him and said, you've got to go out there or I'm going to hurt your daughter. (laughs) He has to like leave the game and go out and deal with his like, daughter but this was the same girl that was like helping me and there they have this really sweet relationship and 
Anyway, I told that story because I just want to encourage all of you moms out there who are Mother's Day is coming up and you think, oh, if I only got an honest Mother's Day card, it would be like, <laughs> yeah. dear mom, you yell a lot. <laughs> you know, like, it's been a rough couple months, you know, but watching my girls, you know, the thing she said to me, she said, you're in the hardest years. That's what she told me. She said, you're in the hardest years in terms of just input physical input like what it's actually taking to control yourself in the parenting like world right like you have to buckle them you have to dress them you have to feed them you have to like they need everything and their emotions they aren't like emotionally mature enough to communicate like I'm feeling frustrated and I would like to discuss that you know they just (laughs) scream like "Ah!" You're like, oh my gosh. And I will say that with my two eldest, watching them come into those elementary years, it's true. Like McKenna, my eldest, she can wake up and fix herself breakfast. She can dress herself. She can buckle herself in and out of the car and her siblings. She can find her shoes and put them on. Yeah. So moms (laughs) of little kids, there is light at the end of the tunnel for the like just the work of it right just like the physical output of parenting she can like express her emotions to me she doesn't just like fall on the floor and kick she she can talk to me about what's going on so i feel mother's day everyone (laughs) i feel like you're talking especially to me and shannon yeah in the three major years right now (laughs) i'm like hold on ladies i promise there comes a day where they are, I mean, she can do just simple things like she can turn on her own TV show. And then when I say, please turn it off, she can, like, she has the capacity to obey me, you know, <laughs> or like, like she can cut her own, like, cucumbers for lunch. And I mean, she is really, like, independent in a lot of that. And it just changes it wow. because now I'm interacting with her, like, strictly based off personality. We have very few interactions now that are like physical need that I have to like come do this thing for you. And that for me is the most draining part of having little kids, right? It's like anytime they need anything, you have to get up and go do it because they are unca- they are incapable. Like, I need more cereal. You know, you're like, okay, I'm coming. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> happy Mother's Day, everyone. Now, all of you moms that are moms of actual teenagers and kids that are like out of the house – you guys can send us comments and emails Please. and give us your best advice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pass it on. Okay. We, uh, Melissa and I are good friends, so we get to chatting and yeah. we'll go off. Do you have any funny mom stories that you could share? That wasn't on my list, but <laughs> I feel like we've um, all got a few funny ones. So my son is... Uh, almost completely potty trained he still wears like pull-ups to bed at night uh-huh. and I still have to help him wipe his butt but <laughs> which so by the... the way nobody ever tells you about potty training no you think no. oh my gosh they're gonna potty train and I'm free you don't know that you have years of butt wiping ahead of you oh yeah <laughs> like you will still interact with poop regularly <laughs> as a potty train I was so disappointed when I I thought I'm home free and then I thought oh no it's we still have 
a solid like two years of wiping butts until their <laughs> arm is long enough to reach around yeah. and balance themselves while they're on. The- I mean, it is a whole like the physics of it are challenging. And to you know, know that they're they're going to be clean. Yeah, that's <laughs> another big thing, right? Why why we don't have bidets in yeah. America is so like. Potty training moms everywhere should band together to bring this amazing European invention to America. We would all feel better about our potty training experiences if we knew we could wash their butts after they had gone. Right. Um, we have one of those. And I use it. I well for your kids. <laughs> you don't have to give us your personal hygiene stories. I can just imagine my son being like jumping and then being like, Oh my gosh, there's water that comes out of the toilet. Like this is oh. a whole other adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you find him in there yeah. like, trying to drink out of it or something. Oh one hundred percent. So tell us your potty training. So. so my son, um, he has informed my husband and I that when he has to poop, he says, "My he said, how does he put it? He goes, my poop is sleeping in my butt, but now it's ready to come out. <laughs> and then he'll run to the bathroom and he'll say, can you hear it coming out, mama? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love the innocence of kids. Like, they have no idea this is so inappropriate, right? Like, they're like, you know, regular people don't discuss this with each other in this way son (laughs) i'm literally crying losing it over here it's hilarious so great but you're like but i understand what you're saying that's an apt metaphor right yeah technically i guess it i guess it is sleeping (laughs) oh that's wonderful so just yeah some random off the wall stuff that come out of his mouth i wish i could record but it it's always like within the moment and you're like, what did you right. just say to me? I know. Oh and it's always the best. And then you always are like, I'm going to totally embarrass you with this story one day. Look, this is recorded <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. All of, for all of posterity's <laughs> sake. His future girlfriend can come listen to this podcast Yeah, hear his stories. Oh, <laughs> that's so great. Okay, well, Shannon, before we go, we're gonna ha- we have a couple last questions we always do, but before we get to those, I would just love to hear any advice or thoughts that you have about how you work on dressing yourself and your family ethically. Um, you talked about this a little bit earlier, and I would love for you to delve into it a little bit more because you were talking about Patagonia, and I didn't mm-hmm. know this, so you mm-hmm. need to give us, like, <laughs> give us all your t- your tricks. Like, what do you do? What sites do you go look at? Like, where? How do you curate a closet that you can be proud of for not just for yourself, but for your son or maybe even your husband or whatever? So, like I mentioned, Patagonia has a worn wear site. So if you go to their website and in the top right-hand corner, it'll say worn wear. And it's a section where um, people can sell back their Patagonia clothing that's still in in great condition. Oh, my gosh. This is going to change my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They get a little bit of money back towards it. And then this keeps that actual garment out of the landfills. So I bought a handful yeah. of stuff off of there, and it comes, and it's you can't even tell the difference other than the fact that it has a stamp on the inside somewhere that says worn wear that tells you that it's That's obviously amazing. used clothing. 
So I bought a lot of like backpacks and like sweatshirts and fleeces off of there. Well, I'm really glad that you're telling us and then we'll release the podcast in a few days because now we can get a jump start and go <laughs> check right. out what's on there. Sorry, yeah, they ladies. have a lot of shorts on there. If it's all there. cleaned out, right? <laughs> you go see it. Kara and I take care of that. That's awesome. Okay, so Patagonia. Are there um, other sites you love or tricks of the trade? We try to, it's either the fabric is sustainable like so we are really big into merino wool so we, we purchase a lot of merino wool um, clothing and then if it's not that then it's um, clothing that we know that we're going to have for that's going to hold up and um, we know that we're not just it's we're not going to have it for two years and then throw it away it's something that's an investment piece like ll bean i i, I think i just spent 120 dollars on a sweatshirt but it was it's a sweatshirt that you're going to have for the next 10 15 years. So um, I don't think it was sustainably made, but they definitely I'll have that for many many years to come. Well, and what I love about that is I love that you know as we are cultivating our own, you know, stories of how we interact with the world, right? Because that's really what we're doing when we make shopping decisions is mm-hmm. we are deciding what matters to us, we are deciding, you know, what values we hold. And I love that there are so many different roads to walk in that because like you're talking about this and I think that doesn't process at all with me. You know, I think about, I'm like, I, I have different value choices that create my ethical wardrobe, right. Mm -hmm. Um, that matter to me. And, but not, they're not any of what you're talking about, like Merino wool. I need to go check that out. (laughs) But I love that you have what value, what, you know, the things that you value and making those like conscious choices is creating a closet for you that you can be proud of. And I just really love that because I feel like sometimes as we're on this journey, you know, we talk a lot about this um, here at Cultivated Conversations. We talk about how we're all on a journey. And sometimes I think we can get really overwhelmed. And I've talked to women who feel like, do I go home and like throw out everything I have, you know, and like burn it all kind of <laughs> thing, you know, and start over. And it, and I feel like sometimes we can get really overwhelmed. But um, I love hearing the different ways people are choosing um, what matters to them and how to orient the purchases they make around that. One of my favorite quotes says, every dollar you spend says something about the kind of world you want to live in. Yeah. You know, and I just think these are the thing that I think that's really important is that sometimes I think people end up getting really overwhelmed because they're trying to change 17,000 things at a time. Mm-hmm. But I love this idea of like, what if we chose to try and buy most of our active, you know, like outdoor wear, either merino wool or used from Patagonia. That's one choice, right? That's Mm -hmm. one decision that you can be proud of. And we don't have to try and like make all of these um, dominoes fall at the same time. So I love that. And now I have things to go read about and research and, and, you know, new matrix matrix to put my decisions through. So, (laughs) well, and I love the, the mindset of shopping for you that how long is this piece going to be in my closet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it have lasting power? That's something that's starting to be a big value for me. Mm, How long can I have this? Yeah. Gone are the days of just going out to buy five shirts that cost $10 a piece. (sighs) 
really sure. It's hard to dive into that. Yeah, and then they <laughs> and then literally two months later they all have holes. Yeah. You know, or they are you they look terrible. They hang funny, you know. Yep. Like let us get back to our great great grandparents, you know, world where you owned a couple of pieces and you wore them and you took really good care of them. We all got to learn to darn our socks again, people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when we close out our show every every time, we ask essentially two questions. So what's a recent purchase that you made, ethical or not ethical? Um, and then what's a purchase you're looking forward to or a piece that you're on the search for? My last purchase was actually a Patagonia worn wear one of those backpacks that you sling over your shoulder that go like crosses your about crosses oh, yeah. your body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing, especially with my son. Like I could just shove my wallet in there and uh, an extra pair of underwear for him in case he has an accident. <laughs> Some snacks and we're ready to go. And then I'm looking. I really. I just saw Carhartt came out with a pair of like work leggings. They're like they look like yoga slash like pants, but they're they're tight and they look. Um, durable and i have been eyeing those up actually so is most of your wardrobe activewear um yeah it's moved it's moved in that direction (laughs) well shannon i'm so excited for your company i'm so um excited for your summer ahead yeah the camping and the adventures that you are hoping to go on i hope your son cooperates completely Yes. Yeah. And you guys have such a great time and um, really excited about your Kickstarter. Thank okay. you. Well, it's been so fun to talk to you. And I love that we're all moms who are, you know, up late after our kids have gone down. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> fitting this into our, our life. So all of you moms out there, happy Mother's Day. And Shannon, I... We will um, keep an eye on that Kickstarter. It ends, you said, June 1st. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, parents of all ages, go check it out um, and start dreaming about adventures you can go on with your family. Thanks so much, Shannon. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Thank Mother's you. Day. Ladies, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed listening to Shannon share about her company and family camping trips. Hope you all got a little nostalgic like I did. Guys, go over to Kickstarter. Let's support this company. They're doing amazing work, and I can't wait to see what they do in the future. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode on family adventure. We've got some great guests coming up, so make sure and Follow us on Instagram, subscribe on iTunes. Hey guys, while you're over there, go ahead and leave us a review if you're listening. And lastly, happy Mother's Day.